everybody. Welcome back to the Bull and the Badger podcast, the podcast where Asian American culture and mental health intersect. What do you think? One to ten. Good job. You did very well. Did are we, You must have had your Wheaties this morning. Oh, no. Wheaties I had. <laughs> grapefruit. No, Red grape bowl. nuts. Um, you know, complete breakfast. Right. Shrimp and chinaladas. And chinaladas. And chinaladas. <laughs> Those are breakfast. Enchiladas. Do you ever like see commercials? I must have talked about this already, but like growing up, like cereal commercials where they have like the breakfast laid out and it was like a bowl of cereal and then milk and orange juice Whenever and like knows something else. Idea. And like, so my friend and I thought that that was that's what a complete breakfast was. So we both on the same day made our moms make that for us and realized how it was too much food. <laughs> we were like choking down the right. milk. I don't like milk to begin with. Oh, did you, growing up, we had to drink milk at dinner like every day, Ugh. but then we went from like, and what, what made it worse is that like we went from like 2% to like non-fat after a while. Uh-huh. It was just like, that makes it we? better, isn't it? It's better for you, but like <laughs> non-fat tastes like water. Mil- milky water. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> I need some milk fat in there. I'm a growing child. <laughs> I remember you drank a lot of milk really? in high school. And I remember you wouldn't drink milk when you're sick. Or I should say you don't drink milk when you're sick. It's not a good idea. No. Nope. Phlegm. Yeah. I don't know if that's a real thing, though. It's like, do you ever wonder, like... If it's real for you, then it's real. <laughs> it is. I don't think there needs to be consensus. <laughs> but it's, there's, like, a lot of things, like, your parents tell you growing up that you're like, well, that that wasn't necessarily true. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know, sitting too close to the television? I don't know. That's probably pretty real. Yeah. I don't, you, you listeners can't see it, but my glass lens, my glasses lenses right now are like an inch thick. No joke. I like them though. They They're really good. thick. And it's probably because I sat too close to it. It's all <gasps> bum, coming bum, back bum. to me. All of my horrible behavior when I was a child is now being punished for it. Oh no. This is what adulthood <laughs> is. Being punished for your childhood mistakes. No forgiveness. It's like karma actually comes around in your lifetime. Like it yeah. just, yeah, you're, you're done. It certainly does. It's, it's all out. that fried chicken and biscuits. I just ate that Vanessa bought are totally going to come back to me. In like 10 minutes though, not, <laughs> not, not like in the future. It's going to be like now, but in a good way. Yeah. It's going to give you a, like a warm, sleepy embrace. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's topic. <laughs> it's totally not related to any of this. Um, well, it could be about fried chicken if we wanted it to be. Okay. I just, I'm just saying, but we're not. How much fried chicken did you buy, Vanessa? Eight pieces. And like uh, Equal, for three people. Equal amount of biscuits. <laughs> four four biscuits. Okay. Only four. That's a pretty good chicken pretty good to ratio. biscuit ratio, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't I mean like they're biscuit okay. Honey's, <laughs> honey's kettle shout out. <laughs> if you're next to it, you just kind of automatically go, Yes, I will go in. Did you hear it calling your name? It's like, hey Vanessa. There's someone actually in there that goes, Vanessa. Every time you pass by. Every time they see you like heading over to Tender Greens, they're like, get her. They don't even whisper. They just make eye <laughs> contact. Like, hey, hey, you, <laughs> get over here. <laughs> no, it's just like some fried chicken with your name on it. Okay, so that so makes that. me uncomfortable. Good. Vanessa's raising her eyebrows at me and staring at me in a sexual manner. 
<laughs> it's called a fried chicken and it's like clearly no it's one else can chicken. see this except for me fried chicken i feel a little cornered a little nervous you you just get through this one <laughs> remember the fried chicken wants to embrace you <laughs> what we're going to talk about today <laughs> is the second academic life of a lot of asians and asian americans out there oh yes you guessed it tutoring and all that that implies uh and as students as what what the second academic life of asian american students oh yes that's that's probably a better way to not just not just like you know guy on the street who's done with school we're talking about school children or you know sometimes we got tutoring in college but it's not the same it's not the same <laughs> um you know i think i was a special case because as in so april many ways it, april puts it you were white <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't really have to go through a lot of that kumon and i mean sometimes i regret it because like now i'm just i just wasn't as fast as my at my timetables as like the kids who were sitting next to me who had done them like three years before that they were like <laughs> oh yeah i already know this i was doing this like you know when i was in the womb i'm like whatever <laughs> whatever congratulations you like can work in abacus whatever <laughs> And that's um, racist. <laughs> why is there? Why are they working in abacus in the womb? They well, they were. They really? Were like literally, like with the plus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, but so like, you were being racist? No, no, no. But they were being taught how to use abacuses in some uh -huh. of their schools. Uh huh. I, I mean, abacuses are great ways to count, and they're much faster, <laughs> and they're super efficient. But I didn't know how to use an abacus. Shout out to abacus. I was just like I feel like there's jealous. a there's a plural that we're not getting. Abakai? Abakai. Abasi? You should look it up. <sighs> no. <laughs> I'm too angry at all abacus in general. Like at the practice of abacus. Even though they're a great way to do mathematics. Yeah. Like I, I had to give a shout out and then I had to tear it down. <laughs> I'm like, nah, not for me. You can you can go over there with your abacai. This is this is just deteriorating, isn't it? But but I did have to go to two different kinds of schools. One was like an SAT school over the summer that was taught over one summer. One summer it was taught by like I don't know some like like one of the high school was it an advisors no it was like oh. taught by arcadia high which made it worse no it was like taught by the middle see i don't remember it was like really terrible and it didn't help me at all but i mean like the thing about sats right back then it was just about learning the test so i learned like a couple strategies but like um i think i can say this now but like my sister went to a bunch of sat schools like my parents sent her to sat school like and she ditched ones? All of them. Oh. Yeah, she ditched all of them. Like, she did Princeton Review and some of the other ones, like the big ones, right? Yeah. And she still ended up getting, like, a she much better... She all of them? Yeah. Like, like where, where did she go? I don't know. I didn't ask her. <laughs> oh. We don't talk about these things. I don't know. Maybe she had an abacus club. How did you club. know? How, she How did you know that she did? Because she told me. She told me, but she didn't, like... She, she didn't say, like, she where was, he went. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. Where, where do... She's just like, you're like, sister, sister... How was SAT class today? And she was like, ditched it. And then and she then, went into her room. And then she left. Yeah. And she slammed the door. And then and then she'd come out and she'd be like, clean my room. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll do it for you. <laughs> um, yeah, it happened not So your like parents that. were like, we're not investing into in I, You know, I don't anymore. think they ever found out. So, sorry, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> so how come they sent your sister to all these schools and then... 
I think I think after that they gave us a choice. They were like, "Well, she did all right, but you know, maybe we don't have to." I don't know. Maybe they had given up on me. <laughs> they were like, like mm, really? the second daughter. Your brother totally <laughs> went. You're like the only one who didn't go. I think it was more of a way to have something to do like during the summer. Keep people so they busy. Did, yeah, 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 Keep exactly. Occupied. Yeah. Like, cause the other thing I did one summer, which it's funny cause like it was, I think all the moms got together and thought, oh yeah, this is going to be a good idea. So we took extra math classes at um, East LA college. Uh huh. And so that was a summer school program, and it's called the Jaime Escalante. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, like awesome. Yeah, the Jaime Escalante, uh, like I don't know, math learning place, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just MLB. Did you all like have to watch the movie before you no, started? No, we should have though, right? It's a like good movie. Edward James almost like yeah. inspire us, and in fact, it would probably have been a much better idea because then I would have been inspired to do my homework. But literally, like we sat there, and it was me and this other kid that um, went to Arcadia High. Where I was like, I was like, what are you doing here? It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he was this Korean kid, and we just sat in the back and goofed off. But like you know, like we tried to finish our homework. But it was kind of it was kind of a joke. Like there were like four people in that class, and some people were taking because they were like failing math right you know and it was like i think it was pre-calc oh okay also i'm terrible at math right mm-hmm. i've some, probably said this before but like you know it's uh, sorry i'm going through ptsd hold on go ahead <laughs> that's me sobbing <laughs> in the corner about math so you see where all this abakai hate comes from like literally all my math teachers were like i don't know what we're gonna do with you vanessa and i think it was always because like i was i was like always a year too far ahead of myself like the like when i was in algebra two then i got algebra one. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I see I, I was really good at geometry that was the only thing i actually excelled at Maybe because there were words involved uh-huh. i was like i can do this there are words um and then uh yeah so i think i don't know i don't know why i took that pre-cal class but instead of actually learning about math i learned to curse in spanish because all of our classmates were <laughs> um latino and then we played basketball after like it was like in the breaks let's let's go shoot hoops and i'm still terrible at basketball so in that sense i only just learned terrible words in spanish are you looking it up yeah it's, thank god it's abacai or abacuses so <gasps> we're on, right on both accounts i think we should just mess it up on purpose now <laughs> like ignorance is power <laughs> okay do you have i mean you've talked about this before your second life your second academic life as a student um well let's see my sisters were sent to height were sent to SAT prep school, but they then started me super early with SAT prep school. So I actually began going in middle school, um, or it was actually PSAT prep school, but we (gasps) all knew, we all knew what it really was. I mean, this was like, just to get you started thinking, you know, molding your mind to <laughs> to embrace and love the SATs. Oh, I thought it was to take over the world. I was like <laughs> I was like what she's saying up for. So I think I probably went what was it? Maybe between 7th and 8th grade or I'm pretty sure that that was it. Um Yeah, every summer. And not only every summer, but a couple winter breaks too. Oh jeez. Yeah. During the winter break? Yeah. Oh. They had like winter winter boot camp. Like happy birthday Jesus and boot camp. <laughs> yes, because it was a Korean place. So it was definitely happy birthday Jesus. And then take these one thousand vocabulary cards and memorize all of them. I was so good at it. 
you guys. I was so good at it. Although I have to say after, what is that? Like five years of SAT prep school, I did pretty good on the SAT, mm. but like not great. Like I probably should have done way better. I think you were actually investing in um, meeting all these like other nerds so you guys could be nerds <laughs> together i know what did i actually get out of it a really fantastic vocabulary that's what i got out of favorite it. sat vocab word um i gotta get back to you on that i've got a few i was hoping you would hum a little more. i like to know the difference between like the three discretes oh yeah oh. i like that there's but so many words pop up in life, you know, we were, I was walking down the street in Portland with my friend. I was visiting her. She's a Portlandite. And um, <laughs> and we walked by a <laughs> shut up. We walked <laughs> by a shop and it was called like ephemera or something like that. Oh. And she was like, oh, what is that? What's ephemera? And so I just not that like people don't most people don't know this or if you don't, then it's OK. But. I was like, oh, and then they like just rattled off the, <laughs> the SAT definition you, of it. Did you actually have an image of the card in your <laughs> yes, head? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And she was like, you're like the smartest person I know. I'm like, that's why, that's what I got out of SAT school. Yeah. Smartest I did go to Kumon for a little bit. Although I think I started a little late because I feel like Kumon is step one. And then you go to the SAT schools. But actually, I started taking Kumon after I started going to SAT schools, which I think was kind of backwards. And I don't think it was really that necessary either. Like, I wasn't bad at math. Who knows? Questions. Did you, did, did you get better? I don't know. I was doing, like, times tables and stuff when I was in, like, middle school. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, why really do I need upset. to do this? And, like, long division and stuff. I didn't do it for that long. I did it for, like, a few months. I think Still my parents could tell that. I think I did that in tandem with my AP physics tutor. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. too much math. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I completely forgot about all the tutors. So those are like SAT schools and they're the tutors. Oh so gosh. I had like an algebra tutor. I had in eighth grade, I had a physics tutor, which is horrible. And I failed it anyway. I had a chemistry tutor, which was fantastic. I had a calculus tutor, like an AP calculus tutor, who was insane. And uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later. But how did you fit that all in? What did you not sleep? I'm confused. <laughs> like I'm like does not compute. Does not compute. I know you can really like when I think about my life now, and I'm like it's actually really pretty laid back compared to my life as a high schooler. <laughs> I was thank so, God. I went to so if many. If there's any high schoolers things. out there, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. But also as an adult, you just need more sleep. When you're younger, like you can just kind of go, you have all this energy and you can get two hours of sleep a night. But these days now I need like seven hours of sleep. Anyway, your life. I stole then. all the beans. I feel like we don't even. No, 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 no. There's more because introducing, uh, we have our guest Josephine green here who actually, um, all these weird kind of, I feel like we, our lives like missed each other until we got to UCLA. Um, so Josephine, um, is, I met her, uh, through the UCLA film grad program. She's a screenwriter at the time and I was a director, which made us natural enemies. But Josephine ended up being like one Why of the- Why are you natural enemies? <sighs> I, 
Um, One is scripted. The other is following life. Well, actually, you know what? That's what that's where we actually met was in documentary. Uh And um, Josephine is a very talented filmmaker, you know, documentary or otherwise. But I think the the difference between production people and screenwriters, I for me as a director, I don't think screenwriters. Oh, what are you about to say? Oh, I know. I'm about to throw it down. I don't think the program, because the, the aims were different, we're all about like, make it happen, make it happen. But screenwriters sit in a room and they type and they type, but they have no idea of what it takes to actually make a film. And now they're changing the program a little bit so that they kind of have a, a better concept. And part of the reason why I think I got along with Josephine was because she was actually trying to involve herself with production and figuring those things out. And by shooting your own documentary, you got a sense of like the urgency or like how much it takes to like actually get a camera on your shoulder, you know, or I mean. So you don't like the, the fact that they are so removed and like maybe they're writing like these crazy things like production wise that would be like too hard or expensive to do yeah i think their minds are just imagining it yeah and there's nothing wrong with like a really cool crazy script because like my classmates were writing like weird crazy things camilo salazar wherever you are you know shout out to you but like uh, you know i think that it's partly the disconnect from like making a production but i also think that their the screenwriting program sensibility in terms of like what they were recruiting didn't really match up with my tastes and so if if you know like if and here's the thing i think maybe i was a little jealous because like the screenwriting program at ucla is a very successful program and is very good at like placing people whereas like nobody wants to hire director at a mm-hmm. school but you know they were you know they were more involved with genre and stuff like that stuff that like <clears throat> like i'm just like as an indie filmmaker you're like whatever genre genre can take a hike you know like you can learn from genre <laughs> oh yeah josephine's ready she's ready she's ready to come out swinging i love it well, no, i like how we piss off our guests right before we <laughs> yeah she's them. like wait a second well i would just say on the flip side well first off i wouldn't say the screenwriting program is good at placing people at all oh I, no I, I think that Myths. but but i but you know a, a part of it is they're really into um into focusing on the craft we mm. have workshops and it's really focused on that and what our argument is against you know production. people from production or is that that they do think that oh all you do all day is bang on keys and that's what writing is and you know you can argue that that's not what writing is like anybody who can type or tweet thinks that they can write sure. and so that's our that's our argument for that exactly what you said <laughs> um yeah is exactly so you know it, it's just there's a crap sorry i've been in a room too long just like <laughs> typing away <laughs> lost <laughs> articulate. But, it, but at the same time it's it's just that it's not about you know production against screenwriting um it's really about us coming together and as ucla graduates helping each other yeah. now i am a part of the the alumni mm-hmm. um very strong yeah member yeah yeah i'm i I'm the vice president. It's kind of like being the vice president of, uh, you know, of, of, of my own group of this club of like five, but you know, essentially we're trying to help each other to place each bridge, other. Bridge jobs. those gaps. Bridge no. these, bridge and these And I think things. you guys are doing yeah. a great job. 
Yeah, we're having different events. We had a, you know, we had a gambling, <laughs> not gambling event, but we had um, like a casino night. We had basically. a casino mm-hmm. night. Yeah, recently. And we also had an Oscars night. So it was like we're trying to create community. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I would throw down and say like a lot of the production classes that you have, they don't let the screenwriters take them. Like Marina, who was teaching the documentary class, was one of the few who allowed mm-hmm. me to take it. And mm-hmm. so many screenwriters want to take the directing classes, but they don't really let them. Whereas uh, there are specific 434s, which are workshop mm-hmm. names that allow the directing students. It'll be like all directing students in this one class. And that's because we couldn't get any of the other classes. Well, for the screenwriter, <laughs> and everybody should learn to write. Everybody should learn to focus on. But mm-hmm. like as screenwriters, we know, oh, that class might not be very good because all the directors are in it. <gasps> no way. No, just, you no. know, oh. just playing, just playing. No, um, no, she's not. But <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I mean, like the other thing is um, along the way, we I discovered you were also from Arcadia. So we had like a high five, but also like a groaning, like commiseration moment. And, you know, um, I mean... Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like I gave you a terribly harsh introduction, so I want you to come back and, uh, yeah, reintroduce yourself as Josephine Green. Actually, did you did you end up changing your last name or? I I haven't changed. It's like a debate right now. I just got married, um, you know, in China. So I had my wedding banquet in Shanghai, Nanjing, and my husband is from Nanjing, and his last name is Zhang, Z H A N G. So, um, but you know, I, I'll tell you like five years ago or so, when I was an undergrad, I had kind of like identity, like, oh, I can change my, I might change my last name to include my mother's maiden name because my backstory is that my mom raised me alone and she's, um, she's Taiwanese, um, uh, immigrated here. So because she, you know, raised me alone, I thought, oh, I should just combine my name to be Green Yang. And then I thought this was a good idea when I was 22 and I put green yang on everything. You can find Josephine green yang on my IMDB. I'm going to go look for it. <laughs> everything hyphenated. And, um, but then I got such a weird backlash, uh, reception from my friends, my family. They were really? like, you're green. You know, it's green. You've had it for 20, 22, 23 were they years. Just not used to the change. They weren't used to the change. It was just kind of like, why did you get married? So like now that I did get married, and I, I removed the Yang before, like long ago. But if I replaced it at this point, it would be Josephine Green Zhang. Right. So it would essentially rhyme with Green Yang. and Which it, I love. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is it. So, and then so I was thinking, alternatively, I could just take the Z and just be Josephine Green's. What do you, what do you okay. all think? Okay. It makes me think of like tender greens or collard greens. Collard greens. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, bitter greens. So that's a no. <laughs> I've seen, it's interesting. I do see people like combine their, their last names in an interesting way. My, my coworker is going to do that. Really? Yeah. Oh. Cause, cause, um, it's two guys. So they're like, let's just combine our last names mm-hmm. and just kind of like, yeah, like I not think that would be great. But just combine. Yeah, like oh, re- cool. make a new last oh, name. Oh, they're making a new last name. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. That's cool. It is that's really beautiful. cool. But I'm team having his last name first because obviously he's my friend, but it just sounds really refined. <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's, it would be Conridge. Conridge? Versus Parkone. Those are two pretty nice names. But Parkone sounds too much like parkour, but it's not parkour enough. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
And Conridge <laughs> is like, oh, the Conridges <laughs> of, of, you know, I don't know, uh, Culver City. You know? <laughs> the Conridges of Culver City have arrived. So you're, you're team like, Conridge. I'm totally team Conridge. I do like, Conridge sounds a little more like a last name. It, it does. Parkone. Mm-hmm. Parkone. Interesting. See, not quite parkour, right? Not quite. See, I'm I'm wondering, <laughs> should I change my last name? My sister changed my la- her last name after she got married. But I like, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where like my last name, I feel like it really means something mm. to me, you know, and it's not like Smith or something like that. Um, like people with my last name are related to us and like, you know, growing up like Bellatro like meant something, you know, mm. like. Um, this sounds like back then Bellatro meant something. <laughs> you know, like, the wild and so I don't west. know if I want to just give it up, even though my fiance's last name is like really nice sounding. Um, but it's so funny because like I was I was talking to him about something and I was like not sure about it. I was kind of like being really like, oh, I don't think I can. I don't think we can do it. And blah blah. blah. And he's like, we can do it, April. We're Bellatros. <laughs> like yay. <laughs> Like that sounds right to me. <laughs> that would be really cool. It's an interesting like um, thing that you have to decide when you get married. And yeah, and the the other thing is like because he's Chinese, uh-huh. he culturally they don't give up their names anymore. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, like you, this is cool. Like he's, it's like this first thing since he moved here. He's like, oh, you can buy a gun here. Oh, <laughs> you should also change your last name. Uh, like, don't buy a gun here. <laughs> We're not going to get a gun. Um, He's like, let's do everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. It's like he discovered that I sh- could or should culturally change my name. It's like, yeah, you should do it. So Chinese people don't change their last names? No, not, no, not. The females don't? The females don't, no. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah but I mean... I think historically they did a long time ago, mm. you know, when there were like Before, three or four wives and things like that, they would, t- but like, they don't change their name, at least modern Chinese people. Party I can't, t- I couldn't tell you like a specific like time period that they out. changed. Let's go to the Get most- out your abacus, I Vanessa. Know. <laughs> I know. Ab- That's actually my time travel machine. <laughs> That's why I don't. That's the real reason why I pretend I don't like Abakai. Uh, but we should go to the most Chinese person we know, Nini. But wait, wait, wait. Okay, so um, you went to Arcadia. I went to Arcadia. You are of, you, you mentioned mixed heritage. You're half Taiwanese. I'm half Taiwanese, half, mm-hmm. half white person. My dad's mm-hmm. from Kansas. <laughs> as white as you can get from Kansas. His neck is like actually red I, I tell him to see a doctor about it but, <laughs> but i don't i'm just like looking in the mirror at my own neck like what is it gonna turn a shade around <laughs> like when like don't when, move to kansas the countdown that's clock. when it happens <laughs> i know it's in the water actually i like think that. I, I don't know yeah i'll have to i'll have to check i'm just like looking in the in the ear i have his chin so <laughs> next, not that far away. I know. <laughs> like, oh, why did you give me this gin? Jeans. Oh. Um, I'm also going to just call, call you JYZ. JYZ? JYZ. What's for the, the rest Y of- for? Uh, Yang. Oh. Right. I want to acknowledge <laughs> that part of you. Uh, yeah. Well, he was telling me something like Jang Yang means something like good fortune or like ostentatious fortune. And oh. there's like all these like symbolism and, you know. Um, so he was like, Oh, we'll be the Jing Yangs, but I still want to keep green, you know, okay. and everything. He's also like, 
he's also like, oh, Jang Yang. Oh, that means like rich, rich, rich. So it's like all the symbolism <laughs> he teaches me. It's like, cause sometimes I'll put like little things and like, I, I'll, I know eight is the good luck number mm. for my mom. So I was like eight, 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 you know? And he's like, oh, rich, rich, rich. <laughs> he's like, he's making fun of me, but it's like everything, like you guys know this, like everything yeah. in like Chinese, like that's like you know good luck and you're like but that'll you know it all means like you're gonna be rich yeah it's all like long life yeah here's your oranges that means you'll get rich yeah (laughs) it's all Um, money and luck yeah yeah but you know that's why we're huge gamblers i think (laughs) no it's totally i when i found out that gong hei fa choi was not actually happy new year literally it was like like prosperity and good luck and fortune i was like oh well i guess i could wish somebody to be rich (laughs) for the rest of their lives and they're supposed to live like a really long time <laughs> when eric uh, our friend eric went to china and then he brought back like all these little souvenirs for us and they were like different kinds you know and and then he's like okay so this is what this means and this is what this means and it was just all the same thing <laughs> just slightly different ways of saying like rich 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 <laughs> yeah but but it's all like meant in a very loving way yeah like, you have to take care of yourself you yeah know, and be able to provide like at my so at the chinese banquet um that we had in in uh nanjing mm-hmm. um like there's a tea ceremony so i was like you know taken from my room it all sounds very i was taken from my room by my future husband before, you know in in the moment and then we go down to the tea ceremony and one of the things is like you eat these kind of dumplings um these kind of like rice dumplings and you have some tea with them and then they hand you like a thick wad of of i had red maos which were like so they give me basically like a bunch of money and that's like yeah. that one of the exchanges like for yeah. you to take care of yourself and to start your own family but it's like i have this elegant wedding picture of like me in gloves and holding a, a lot of like, <laughs> lot of cash but it like looks very artistic it's very like you know, it's as chinese as you can get because you were in a red dress i was in a red dress that's it's, like lucky yeah. lucky lucky yeah i i did really want the red dress so i'm really glad like and i sort of want to be buried with this big wad of cash too and have elegant pictures but before before can it. you stipulate that this big wad of cash like it's rains down on you like into your coffin yes, yes. Like, and i feel versus... like no one's taking this from me i know it's like, totally impractical it's going down with me yeah for the Take afterlife to, yeah. yeah you don't you don't need yes. coins on your eyes you just you're just gonna bribe the was it the was it caros no nope. i went too far bribe the what you know you, you know how they had to used to put like coins on their eyes like so that you'd have uh fair to take the river sticks sticks across and i that's think that's like the, right caron yeah oh you, you say studied those SAT passages like a, yeah like the breakfast <laughs> pie. and dinner yeah, pie. <laughs> pie. by the way damn maybe, i would love to cross the river sticks and go to caron yeah be like man <laughs> actually that would be really sad if that was what paradise was you'd be like really it's american I, no it's not paradise Pie? it's um hades oh it's hades you're right that makes more sense <laughs> why it would be a carol <laughs> first off yeah well then then you, then you get started into uh what's like what's super upscale caros Mimi's Mimi's is really nice. That's a Mother's Day. That's a Mother's Day French spot. That's a nice. I do love. They have a fantastic Caesar salad. Oh, good. I I secretly hate Mimi's. Oh, I mean, they always had a long line. The one in like 
Monrovia. Okay, yeah, 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 that one. Wait, do you go to Do you go to Leroy's? Uh, oh, Leroy's. I think I think I may have been one. That I went to Leroy's. I've been going to Leroy's since I was like five mm. years old. Okay? Is that the diner right yeah. across from oh. Mimi's? Okay, <clears throat> I've been going there since I was five years old. Cause and we'd always order the same thing. My sister's and I would split a steak and steak oh. and fries or steak and eggs, <coughs> and we get the cottage style fries and then get the, put the salsa on the cottage style fries. Mm. And we also <laughs> split a chocolate shake. Woo. Now we did this for if I was five, we probably did this for like twenty plus years, right? But then my parents felt that the wait staff was getting a little racist. <laughs> oh, were oh, no. they? I mean, it's a place called Leroy's. So yeah, but we've been going there our entire lives. I know. Lives. And no, like, that's what, so weird. What, what changed? What shifted? Maybe they were the new servers were being like short with them or something like that. I mean, oh, same no. busboy, like been giving that busboy extra, you know, tips for like twenty years. So strange. I get. I, I will say in Arcadia, I've noticed like since that there's more Taiwanese Americans and mm-hmm. more like people, the people who like the people. Okay, so not going to speak coded anymore. The white people there <laughs> feel like a sense of like resentment right. towards the changing population. Right. I read this article and it was somewhere, not, not Arcadia, it was like Monrovia, that they start this Ralph's got shut down or Albertson's got right. shut uh-huh. down. And then it was this woman, like it got replaced by, I think it was a 99 Ranch store. Right. This woman was just like, where am I going to go for my... <laughs> uh, just... Every other grocery store. <laughs> I know, like um, maybe 10 minutes further I to evolve. I I don't know. I, I hate that I'm in, you know, living in the West side and I have to go all the way to the Valley yeah. for the 99 Ranch store, or I yeah. have to go all the way back to Arcadia. And it's like a whole day yeah. just for some damn vegetables. The vegetables are like yeah. spoiled by then because, yeah. you know, we all know they're cheaper and they're going to expire <laughs> sooner, but that's why they're cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Since my mom moved to West side, that's one of her main complaints is that vegetables are so expensive here. And then, you know, the farmer's market is very expensive. And you know, I'm like, actually, yeah, farmer's market are very expensive because they're organic mom and she's like "Ah." and then she'll go all the way back to altadena to super king oh yeah yeah or whenever she's on that side of town like just whatever visiting or um yeah she has to go to uh you know do all the grocery shopping all at once and she brings these huge coolers you know so that she can keep (laughs) all the you know like everything like cheap meat and all that stuff like if you wanted to buy oxtail you can't buy it out on the west side Mm-mm. no no you got to get your oxtail at a chinese market because they sell it too expensive out here because the white people have found oxtail beware beware but i know which 99 ranch you're talking about in the valley oh yeah the one yeah. then there's like a hopley next door the or the, the sam is it Samu. Sam? Samu. Samu. sorry mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah. that one yeah, yeah. and the two I mean, places right across the street from each other yeah. Fosa one i went to that one Fun when 99. i was really young too yeah. Huh. i remember I'll, just always waiting just waiting so long for a table <laughs> i i didn't know I, that was the first one where i saw um they call um what's it called you know the the banana leaves and rice, they call it like a Mexican enchilada. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, a Chinese enchilada. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zhong? Don't, it's uh, zongze. zongze. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and then dong in uh, Mandarin, or Cantonese. You, you get, you, I give them to you guys all the time, remember? We would share them together in the banana no. leaves. Yeah, the banana the sticky rice. I know what you're talking about, inside. but I don't remember sharing that with you. Oh, no. Oh. Oops. If it wasn't wrapped in foil, Vanessa... <laughs> Yeah, it's a Chinese tamale. Chinese tamale. Tamale. Three iterations. Got it. Got it. 
We got there. We it's we're, official. We're, we're really quick today. <laughs> we're on it. It's a Sunday. Caros. Caron. You know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. If you like what you've heard so far on this podcast, check out episode 105 called Career Dreams. We talked to another Arcadian. Here's a quick sample. Interesting enough that even though my parents, you know, had this whole thing with, oh, do whatever you want with your life, um, it was like within the, you know, within the understanding that, yeah, do whatever you want within the UC <laughs> Specifically, like, like UCLA or UC Berkeley. When you were saying abacus earlier, I was like, that would be a good name for like a Chinese tutoring place. I don't know if it would be too, oh. maybe that would be too racist, but it would also be, <laughs> Why? I, I, you know, but it would they also be the abacus. Um, it, I the mean, Chinese. it's better than like Stanford or like little Stanford or the other names that are, uh, you know, out but there. that's like fantastic marketing. They're like, the, mm. that they're like Stanford. Yeah. Your kid will go to Stanford. So Josephine amidst all that, uh, running around you have to do for vegetables uh-huh tell us tell us a little bit about your experience as your second life your second academic life as a, a student at arcadia high well much like april i started the sat tutoring in middle school and um i also started a little earlier than that like third third or second grade with just math tutoring uh-huh. After school. Wait, did you just say second and third grade? Somewhere around then. Yeah. What? Maybe th- it was. That's when everybody started grade. Kumon when they're kids. Yeah, you little start kids. when you're little kids. See, that's see, why you do the times tables. Why American in me is like, what? Yeah. You yeah. didn't play? What was I doing? Soccer. <laughs> soccer practice. <laughs> just constantly Lots playing of soccer. Church, Where's yeah. Vanessa? Oh, she's playing soccer. Well, and at church. That's what the thing is. It's like, I think people are always asking because, like, I've had. You know, grown-up friends and coworkers be like, "How did you?" I don't know why we're talking about my mathematics <laughs> school, but it comes up. Um, but they're always like, you know, you can get a sense like, oh, maybe their parents didn't want to spend that, you know, money towards tutoring, and they're like, oh, you must have grown up rich, which is it wasn't that. It was right. just like you'll talk to, um, you know, some of my friends. They would be going on like vacations right like, I'm like what is this vacation <laughs> like what is this concept right. like i remember middle school like some like her family went to jamaica and i was uh-huh. like i went to summer camp for mathematics <laughs> right. and more school and i was just like that's where like the money would go you know right. you wouldn't yeah. go on vacations you wouldn't go like or do clubs you would do this and you know it's all in the hopes that you would do better academically and go on right and then it's just a terrible disappointment <laughs> i know so much money man yeah when but, i can't when imagine you film school instead <laughs> <laughs> but initially when you were in your undergrad i'm sure like you know your mom was like super proud of you i mean you went to ucla which is like for some reason it's for some reason i don't know like i feel like in arcadia high to go to like berkeley and ucla was the goal versus like harvard or san is, do you do you feel that way uh, too? no i mean i think that the ivy league is always the goal but sure. like the ucs are more within affordable reach and and like <laughs> within the realm of reality oh. <laughs> that's true i did i interviewed for harvard i remember that being like super painful interview because i you know you've just been studying and studying and getting good grades and then i had this interview and i was like talking to somebody and i was just like had no idea what I wanted to get into. I think they were like, what kind of major do you want? I'm just like, 
oh, you know, things. <laughs> you're just like, no, no kind of interview prep. Things. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I did that too. I interviewed, I did an interview for Northwestern and I like, well, you know, brought my sister's nice purse with me and all this stuff. But they're like, so what do you know about Northwestern? Um, <laughs> it's, is it in the Northwest? You're like, exactly. that Nobody tells you to study for those, right? Because it's like soft skills. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wait, wait. So, so you, you, you went through a lot of schooling. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Did, did you, did you create like great circles of friends through those or were you just kind of just going through getting the work done and then, you know, like you mean what's in the high school or in, in, yeah, like in, these, in these things where like, cause for me, like soccer was about like, yay, friends and you know, being athletic and being a team. Right. And then like, you know, church was like, you know, learning about God, but also like more like a social club from when you're a kid, you know? So I'm wondering and then you actually made really good friends through your classes. Like, did you have, you know, a set group of people that you would hang out with or was it like high school all over again where you're like, there's cliques and all these like weird things. Cause I heard there was a lot of drama in these schools. Um, maybe at ECI, but at <laughs> elite, we were like, we were actually, I mean, you know, I can only speak for the classes I was in, but like, I felt that there was always a really good energy mm. and it was, a, it was a little bit of like an after school vibe where like, you know, you became friends with people. And I mean, it's like one of those, like people you're in the foxhole with, you know, like you're kind of forced to do these things together. Yeah. <clears throat> so I had a, I had a positive experience with it. Like I always liked the people. Um, I always learn? like really like the teachers and stuff. I thought that they were really cool. I mean, you, you know, they're doing it. Obviously it's a second job for them, sure. you know? Um, you so didn't, you didn't learn, uh, sorry, Spanish bad words. I'm just, I, had to, I didn't I learn <laughs> bad words in Spanish. I did learn a little bit about Korean gangs. Um, yes. This but, is where the truth comes out. Oh, and then they took us on a trip to magic mountain one year. That was awesome. Were the Korean, wow. did the Korean gangs like meet? Yeah, exactly. There? The man, uh, <laughs> there was just like a hot spot for laundering <laughs> for money for these Korean gangs. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, wow. Well, but, so like I went to many different tutoring math schools, but I remember they would all be word of mouth through my mom's like other Chinese friends. Who I, and um, I remember there was one and there's a woman named Bibi, my mom's friend, and she had a daughter. <laughs> can't re- I really can't remember. But it's like I would go for Algebra 2 tutoring and then I would do a test and she would be my friend and all friendly faced, whatever. But then my mom, I would come home and my mom would be like, do you know uh, D- BB's daughter did better than you on the test than you did. <laughs> so like, she, like I didn't even care. Like I was like, Oh, I just, no. you know, but like at first I was doing fine. I was like doing better than her and I, but I didn't care. And then she like would study and get bet. So she could like take me down, you know, <laughs> and like report to her mom that she was doing better than me. <laughs> and then I was just like, I don't even care about this girl. And I would just come home and I'd be like, I'm not, cause I would always do my homework like last minute right before, you yes. know, but I would like learn in the class and get better. But it was just like, I didn't know she had this vendetta. She was like trying to be my Secretly friend. And she, like, yeah. Yeah. She went to like uh, Temple City high or something. Oh, like, well, there's did, the problem. Yeah. There's the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, she didn't even go to the same high school with me. So like she just had this like kind of vendetta for me. And I was just like really shocked. I never I think it's, it's something about like your mom's friends, right? Like I had, I had people at you know my church like like we'd be friends and then 
she, they would tell me that we'd get compared. Do you know what I'm saying? I, you know, that's a good, cause you, because of your church life, when you're growing up, you were exposed to a lot of people from like neighboring cities. Oh, right. Did you feel that like kids from other schools were doing the same amount of like second academic life that Arcadia kids were? A little bit, but I mean, like, because of the where the church was and where people were settling, because <clears throat> it was still San Gabriel Valley mostly. Like, a lot of those kids are from, you know, San Gabriel, Temple City, Monterey Park, um, all those kinds of places. And I think they knew that our school district was really good, you know, so there's, it's like obviously a lot harder, but then, but then you have kids who are going to like South Pass and San Marino that are still even better, like that mm-hmm. step up or whatever from, you know, or Don Pasco tech, but, and a lot of them ended up going to private school, right. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't want to put them into like St. Gabriel public schools, you know, it's just like, Oh, the gangsters out there, you know, like, you know, like it's not even like, you know, like other parts of LA, it's like St. Gabriel, come on. But, um, you know, I think that there was that same, it was, it was, I would say more focused on SAT than it was tutoring. And I think, you I mean think in Arcadia or other schools, other schools. And I think if my friends were getting tutoring for certain, certain subjects, I don't remember. And I feel like maybe they didn't tell me because it would be shameful if they weren't doing well in that class. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I just never, maybe we were also just talking about other things like Jesus. Like, well, no, like the counselors we hated and the boys we liked. You know, it's like, it's very like, you know, we were like, pass notes during worship. You know, just like, uh, you know, like, God, we're troublemakers. But like in the, like the, the punky Brewster sense of the word, like, oh, look at those rascals over there. You know, just whatever. But like, you know, I, I'm curious because like, I, I feel like that would create like another layer of anxiety uh-huh. in terms of social situations to be in those kinds of you know, like I, I never had a class that was big, but I feel like, and, and, and I was nice that elite was so chill, but like, I just like, I always heard about like these people were dating and like, then they broke up and they got together with someone else. Like there was like all these, like, like, because it was such a close community, people were just like up in each other's business. And I just got to hear the results, which I was always attuned to. (laughs) I was like, oh, yes, tell me more. You know, while we were like eating our meatloaf sandwiches, you know, during lunch. Do you, I mean, so, so do you think you benefited from those kinds of places? I'd say so. I mean, I think that they helped me to do the work that I maybe not, or like also get, get better grades and like, you know, actually learn. So that helped. But I'd say it was a little bit of a different experience for me because I, you know, I just, I look to a lot of people like not Asian. So when I was, uh, or Asian American, like I look, sometimes I pass for Filipina, but like a lot of people think I'm white or Mexican or, you know, just like non-Asian. So they would always kind of be like, Oh, how did you hear about this place? You know, or like others, you know, they were just like, didn't know. And also my last name's green. So it's like that kind of happened. So it kind of, you know, people would see my mom there dropping me off and they kind of get understand a little bit more. Um, so that was, it kind of made me a little more, you know, connected to the Asian American side of our high school, which Mm. I thought, 
um, you know, I thought in our high school, it was pretty divided by race. Like yeah. I thought there was like eight Asian Americans and like non-Asian Americans. And like my friends that I would hang out were actually like a mix of like half Mexican, half white, or just, you know, I had friends who you like hung out with white people. I hung out Where with were white they? people. Where were well, they in our school? I, I hung out with like a couple of friends who, whose dads were like in the racetrack. So my impression is like, if people were not Asian, like they, uh, their parents like work somehow with the racetrack. I don't know. Not DWP. Like- All my white friends, I think had people employed by DWP. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, or no, Edison. Edison, not okay. DWP. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because they were also Jewish. Like I did, but oh. I didn't. Un- yeah, they were like white. So, but, but yeah, white, white Asian people. White, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But then I was always like, I think at that because we had a lot of Asian Americans in our school. Like I didn't get like Jews were any different from other white people. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know different kind of white do they all look alike i don't know yeah because i think that there wasn't like culturally like a very strong strong there were maybe like eight jewish people yeah and maybe one black guy in our whole high school no there were like there were two there were two there were two you can count them on your hand yeah so um but yeah but because of that i feel like the experience maybe a little more connected to like asian americans in our school so it kind of like you know, I think I got like a Facebook post from like Raymond Chang because I said I was like, oh, my mom and I something about and he was like, it was an old person I'd gone through middle school to and he didn't realize to like a year or two that I was half Asian. I was like, we've known each other, you know, throughout. And I was like, oh, very just surprised it never came up, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, for that reason, I think. But but at the same time, it would I would just like kind of go do my work and like come back to school. So, um Two questions. Um, did you ever feel treated differently because you weren't perceived to be as Asian as other the other kids? Like in those classes, like, oh, Josephine didn't get like such a great grade. That's okay. You know, she's not. You know what I'm saying? Like just like subtle differences in the way people approached you in those, um, those after school programs. Or um, also like what were your non-Asian friends doing after school? <laughs> what do you do after school that's not more tutoring? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> sports. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, no, I actually I think I had a really good you know tutor, good like fit, fine. You it's just mm. like anything you find some went badly. Like I have this story I could tell you later where like a piano teacher thought like I was hitting on him when I was in third grade or something. <gasps> My brother told me this story, so it's kind of <laughs> like what is that true? So you okay? So. I don't think I was treated any differently, like for being just, it was just like seen as a student or mm. like thought of as any l- lesser at math or anything like that. Van- Isn't that kind of a loaded question, Vanessa? <laughs> Vanessa? <laughs> um, come to think of that. But, um, and uh, what my friends were doing who were, I mean, they were like Jewish and probably two of my friends were half Mexican, half white. So they were both mixed. And one of them, would do like pony she would she would ride horses like that was like a big thing she did and she had like room full of ribbons and just like lived Wait, did at she the do top the of the hill <laughs> or was yeah, it the she, dancing horses uh jumping i think they jumped <gasps> and like so it's like Dressage. very yeah very different like lifestyle What's that like in- english writing tell you what okay <laughs> yeah she did english writing too and the other one well the um the two friends there were two sisters and they're jewish and their dad's a big horse trainer and um you know they one did horseback riding too and then went to girl scout camp 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 camp, camp. i was like so jealous camp. i never did camp is camp. this the same friend that went to jamaica 
No, 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 no. And no. had fun with her Did family. Did she ride horses on Jamaica? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I know. Like, what are these, like, they could have gone, I just kind of feel like, ah, oh, all of this could have gone to, like, more trips to Taiwan or more, you know, but I'm not going to complain. I'm, I am where I am because, because of the sacrifices of math yeah. school. Math school. <laughs> Mathematics school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think I do have a story though. It's a little bit darker because I know my I grew up. Well, one experience is what my older brother, who's like four years older than me, mm-hmm. he wasn't like you know he wasn't a a student. You know, he kind of like school wasn't really his thing. Right. And he, we kept trying to force it, and my mom kept trying to force it to be his thing. Mm. And but he was so smart. He like studied C on his own and like would. tear apart a computer and put it back together make it better you know that kind of person and um i remember we went to math school one time and it was like this one called mac and i don't even know what mac stands for but makeup yeah make out it was a it later became a makeup (laughs) (laughs) they're like you know what let's stop tutoring kids and just make us makeup sorry go on (laughs) let's get it but um yeah i would go and i think it just has to do with like maybe socialization of girls being more you know more into school than mm. you know one way we be but we're socialized to be more obedient as girls like to do well in school and have these rules um not saying it's like natural naturally there maybe it's a socialization thing but he just didn't want to go he wasn't getting anything out of it and i remember he punched like the wind the window um the, the windshield car? of a car of the car when we we're inside of it because oh. she was trying to force him to go to math math school and then he never had to go to math school again. <laughs> and, How did that affect I, you? That's one way to do I, it. I, I remember just being like, oh, this is like really sad and traumatic and, you know, but then also I went, I still went. Then, then it just like, I would go. And I, maybe that's like why I felt like I had to go more oh. because like he didn't really want to go, but you know, at the same time it wasn't fitting him. So, you yeah. know, wow. So you were like, I have to carry the, the burden of math class <laughs> for all of us. For all, I'll do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a sister too, right? Yeah. I have a, a older sister. Uh, she's my half sister. So, okay. uh, she looks full, uh, Chinese, full Taiwanese. Yeah. Did, yeah. did she go through the school of math? No, she didn't have to. Well, she, so she grew, grew up partially in Taiwan mm. and, um, you know, did the, the whole thing Where there. Those things are normal. <laughs> yeah. Taiwan <laughs> is just one big ACI. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> True yeah. enough. Yeah. With Just all the same all drama. The Taiwan, Taiwanese I know. We're Thomas? Thomas Wu? <laughs> no, he doesn't care. He's not that Taiwanese. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Just like, yeah. More trips to Taiwan. I just, you just brought up Taiwan and made me think of how how much I've, I've so oddly enough I've gone every ten years to Taiwan. Oh. So I've been three times so far, and I've been when I was I was four, fourteen, and then twenty four. Wow. Like totally unplanned, just happened that way. And I was like, oh, this time it'll be sooner. But I'm only like three years shy of it being, you know, <laughs> 10 years. But so. then, then that's a way, cool way of tracking it too, right? They're like very distinct times in your life. 
So I don't know. That's kind of cool. Yeah. My grandpa told me next time I come, I better have a baby with me. So <laughs> can you just grab a baby? I, I steal a baby. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So make sure it's, you know, she looks a little like mixed heritage, you know, <laughs> it'll be totally convincing. Yeah. I'll just show them what we use. One of those combined face apps, you know, and just, yeah. <laughs> we left her at home. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> like a face swap with like a dog and a baby. This is what I like in America. <laughs> oh my gosh well you know what i didn't even i it's funny because we talk about this as like being a specifically asian american experience and two things with that right like it's very it's like if you have resources that's what you do right and if that's something that you know your your family is pushing to do like culturally like you know and it fits into that model minority myth right that like well you know they're just they're just better and they have that work ethic to do better and you know like they're they're just naturally smart at math like that whole malcolm gladwell like well they're you know chinese people are gonna take over the world because you know like they're good at math or That's i don't know malcolm gladwell's no he didn't say exactly that no but but his his point as like in the, the outliers book was that like chinese people are genetically predisposed to just be better at these kinds of like you know like science and math and to it's a it's a weird anecdotal really? evidence. I think I read some. I, I think I don't know if it was Malcolm work. Gladwell or somebody else. Heard on NPR about how like it's just like the diligence learned by like having to harvest rice. Yeah, is that it's, it's a, I think it's I think it's a reference to that. And okay. I think and but then but then it's it feeds into this kind of like well you know this this kind of thing just makes them. And and then and then it kind of like genetically disenfranchises other races that didn't have to pick right. I like that, that. That seems very silly to me. And then the the second thing is, um, you know, I forget that in Asia this happens all the time. Like I I think, oh man, well you guys didn't really see this as like such a bad thing. But like for people like your brother, like it was horrible. Like he didn't want to be there, you know. And I and. But then in, in Asia, in order for them to kind of succeed, like it's so natural and for them to have even the option to have a life outside of that. Cause they don't, I think kids in Japan go to like 12 hours of school, right? Like, and then they have, they have, um, after school tutoring. Like it's a very normal thing to just do that, take the test. And then, you know, and for, I don't know, I don't know where I think I'm, that when it's like, when it's normalized, you know, and it's not like. Some people, it just doesn't work for them, like your brother. <clears throat> but like when it's so normalized and it's like, this is just what you do, you know, there and then you kind of have like, it's, it's, there's no choice in the matter. You know what I mean? It's like, this is how it is. And then you just accept it and go along with it. And, and, you know, when it comes to after school tutoring, like, I mean, it's, it's a good thing, you know, you could do better mm, <laughs> like yeah. in class and stuff. Yeah. Like tutoring was very important to me and like my grades and stuff. Um, but I think it's, if it is a social thing uh-huh. that, then that is where it can be good. Right. Where if, where if it becomes like, it's, you know, why am I wasting my time with something I'm not using anymore? Then right. that, that's where we get like mental, like, or like depression you know oh, that, like those expectations yeah mm. or, you know and that's like where where you know it becomes like well i'm not socializing and learning these soft skills like when we had those interviews yeah. you know like you can't you're not yeah. able to articulate what why I, you want to go to i this do school. have to say i really wish that i had more soft skills <laughs> like really? i really wish that i could just 
comfortably speak to anybody, you know, like mm. those people that you kind of like send forth like in any situation who can talk to anybody, you know, like I wish that I, I were like that. I really, really, and you can kind of tell, like, I mean, some of it is just because of who you are, you know, specifically uniquely who you are. But I think a lot of it is very much like learned, you know, mm-hmm. and like my parents are too busy, like to like be like schmoozing on their own time, you know? And so of course they're not going to be passing that on to me, you know? Huh. And cool. so, and like, And like, I can always tell like kids of CEOs, not that I meet them all the time, but I always can tell like whenever I hear that their dad is like, or mom is a CEO, I'm like, that makes complete sense because they, they have a sort of like adopted or learned those sort of skills. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like dealing with large numbers of people and like, you know, trying to focus energy toward one goal, Mm -hmm. you know, like. I always think that that's cool because that's sort of like that's sort of like the soup that they were like bait, you know, that they were like cooked in. You what's know? what's the one goal to like work the room? No, they're harnessing everybody's energy oh. toward one goal. Interesting. By the way, kids of CEOs, my next band name. <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> what, when's your first uh, album going to drop? Um. Uh, I'll projected in Q2. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When we go public. <laughs> and when you're next in Taiwan with your baby. The baby's, you know, the drummer. Oh, right. Yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Love it. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, you know, that brings up a lot of interesting questions. One, I've always thought you were pretty people smart. You always like the number. It's you know, always like well, two things. It's always two things because like I can't hold that many thoughts. In my head <laughs> they gotta just get go it out in twos. Gotta get it out in twos. I like it. It's helping me focus. I'm like, yes. I'm Tell me like, two. There's so many, like, so many questions. So what did you say? Um, well, what I've always thought you were pretty people smart. Like you and your sisters, actually, I feel like, you know, and I think for you, it's more about like how much the interaction actually tires you out you know because like like you have to expend a lot more energy than like say you know like your two older sisters who are more like that's part of their job is to like be interacting and to be you know outwardly you know focusing their energies all the time you know so i think i don't know i for i don't know how I mean, okay, so you, you're not sure how you learned your soft skills then. Well, I think that my sisters are pretty people smart. I mean, one is more outgoing and the other is less mm-hmm. outgoing, but they both are able to sort of be plopped down in front of everybody and talk to them. Whereas, like, I'm not that way. Like, huh. I just don't. I kind of, like, close in oh, on myself. We're talking right now on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I do think it is something that you can acquire, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's... You know, I think once you've been sheltered, you, but you have to be exposed to it enough and you, right. you can always adapt it. So I think you're people smart. Thank you. Jim. Yeah, actually, you, just, you two connected really quickly. Well, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, it's easier for me one on one. And when I do feel mm. like it's someone who I do feel like comfortable with, you oh, know, but okay. it's not just anybody. Like is that's it, like 10 percent of the population. <laughs> the 90 percent. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You come hither eyebrows. <laughs> All right. I'll sheath them for now. Um, well, so like teaching. So would I mean, okay. If you could like determine or decide how like, you know, what activities would be beneficial for like Asian American mm. kids, what would you say that they would be? Oh man. 
I think soccer. <laughs> like Vanessa, first. Vanessa first. played soccer, so, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know what. Okay, this is just like every all the girls, the cool kids, <laughs> all the rich kids. When you're growing up, are always in soccer, and then so, I don't know, guy soccer players. Soccer t- really seemed really cool. Yeah, soccer was seems cool, even though I like can't watch it at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm committing my. Uh, but you know, but you just disqualified yourself so, from this conversation. But besides that, you know. They just get the best, most fit bodies. Yeah. It's a great way of getting in shape. Wait, what about swimming? Swim, um, swimming. This <laughs> but for women, you get like that swimmer's body where you're like super oh. broad well, up top. I did swimming and I swimming is very oh. individualistic. That's yeah. the one thing. I think swimming is a great sport, but like what creates like team and interaction and so many other things that you do are so in, like test taking is yeah. very individualistic, you know, study. So it's like if it can be something that like forces you team. to interact, you know, yeah. and things that white other people do, <laughs> the white people, so that you mix it, you know, mixing the races. Huck, huck. Hockey? Yeah, like we huh. need more Canadian. Like Hockey? we need to bring the lacrosse to the West Coast because I didn't even know that existed until I like crew? saw American Maybe they do pie. it up north. Oh, okay. In okay. NorCal. Crew? Crew? Crew, crew yeah. is a thing, yeah. They, they did lacrosse at like prep schools. I have to say, oh, okay. and I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I would be so good at lacrosse because during our six-week exploratory wheel of sports in high yes! school, <laughs> I was the goalie for lacrosse. And like, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, the ball is flying at you and you're like, oh God. And I kind of like close my eyes and I caught it every time. What? Oh my gosh. The lacrosse gods were looking after you. You could be like a genius. I know. Like this just like discovered. I know. Later in life. I know. Lacrosse savant. Yes. You you could. Oh my gosh. This is the setup for my new movie. (laughs) Lacrosse savant. You just discovered like someone like a coach who's like down on his luck is like, (laughs) he's like just walking through a field like depressed about how terrible his lacrosse team is doing. Wait, is this your like your film? school like yeah, he's, he's inherited like this amazing <laughs> like he's inherited a, a, like a legacy of lacrosse but he's gotten all duds because everybody else is like injured and so he has all the like the bench and he's like what do i do and then he sees you this is like the the plot of mighty ducks by the way so then he, sees, he sees you like just like as a genius like catching things and like water boy. As you, yeah, Water it's board. a plot of every every good sports movie. But comedy. yeah, there's discovery of a new talent, and somehow this new talent is going to bring together the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but it's ladybugs I'm the too. Unlikely, it's hero. ladybugs. And, and you, you are you, you are you look young enough to play in high school, <laughs> but we have to hide that you're not a high schooler, so you can't wear your wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then you're they're they're like. Oh, how come you don't come to school with us? You're like, because I get homeschooling, and, and it's 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 gonna be a comedy of errors. Mm. It's okay. It's uh. This is the way your parents force you to socialize. <laughs> it's your sight. Yeah, the second, the second. This uh, is like a lot like never been kissed. Too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like a baseball. Do I genius? fall in love with a teacher? Yeah, you're gonna fall. In- and, and then, then it's the- like risky because that would be illegal, but in reality, yeah. it would be hot. 
Yeah. <laughs> all those, there's, all, there's a whole list of movies that in hindsight are like, this is shady and illegal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely never been kissed is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those cross dressing movies too, where you're like, no, that actually just makes you gay. It's okay. It's okay to say that. Like, even though you're attracted to the, the girl who's dressed as a guy. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, they're just like white chicks. Oh, I didn't see that movie. Is it comedy gold that I should be watching right now? Like we should shut down this podcast and turn it on. Like the Wayans brothers, like totally bring it. No. Okay. that I'm very impressed by writers because it's one of those things where it's like everyone thinks you're right. Everyone thinks that they can write, but being an editor, you know, for a long time now, like, and being so close to writers, it's, it's, you think it's easy, but it's not, you know, like when I try to write, like I write like little things here and there, you know, for like work or whatever, but like to like construct a story and like, you know, have these three, like, like storylines going and how do they like wrap up and all that stuff. Like that's really hard. It's really, and it's really hard. I think the rewriting, like uh-huh. final, like you've had something it's out of, you've created it and then you just have to like, go back to it, go back to it. And it's bad. And it's bad. And yeah. then it finally, you know, you get to a that's, place that's tough. You're like, okay, I think it's good, but you know, did you always uh, like want to be a writer or is that something that you just happened upon? No, I, I, I've pretty much like I, in in high school and middle school, I also loved acting mm-hmm. too, um, and performing. So kind of came hand in hand when I started to like a lot of it was writing notes in class, mm-hmm. like to amuse my friend when we were taking geometry. Like, and I write like whole things where it'd be like making fun of the episode of Friends. Like they got really intricate. And she, she actually <laughs> saved them all, which is like Aww. so fun. Like she has a whole bag of all That's like amazing. the notes that we you know passed each other, and then I think also like. Um, being in drama in high school, which was my outlet for all the other things. It was like a way I like kind of just drama kid. Yeah. Drama, I was a drama. Wait, is kid. that where you got your non-Asian friends? Is that um, where they came some from? Some of them. Yeah. I'd say some of them. See, I, I keep going. Where did you get them from? I think I middle think school. That's where they are. You know what? When it's weird. Cause I think I, cause from a little kid to middle school, I always had basically Asian American friends. And then in mm. middle school, like, I, I started wanting to hang out at the mall and going out. And my mom used to be really strict about being like one of those parents that like drops you off, picks you up at a certain time. But then mm. once it started, I made a couple, I guess, classes, you know? Yeah. And then cool. <laughs> the, my first Malaysian friend, we actually met be, because, um, well, I lived in apartment buildings and I, when you're a little kid, it's like really fun to live in apartment buildings because all the other kids are around oh, that right, go to yeah. school and you stay up till nine playing like, you know, pretend and whatever. And this one time I saw this cat that I wanted to steal. Um, <laughs> oh wait, just like this stray cat that I wanted and I climbed okay, the wait, fence. You just made that like 10 times better. <laughs> okay. Like, that I want or this cat that I wanted and I followed it and it turned out to be, uh, it belonged to somebody and I was like in their yard and I like was like caught red handed with this cat in my hand. And then it, it turned out to be this new girl who knew girl, um, Natalie Abrams. So that we're friends now. And like, you probably recognize that name, but like, she's a Does friend she, that I'm she talking has about. An older sister, right? Yeah. Anna Marie. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, Anna Marie and Natalie, but I became friends with Natalie, um, because I was trying to steal her cat and she caught me doing it. 
And uh, then we became friends. And then we hung out around the apartments. But then when we got to school, we were both the weird kids <laughs> in elementary school. So we actually like just like hated each other in elementary school Aww. because she always had, she had a bowl cut, and Aww. I was like. I was like this tall, this big since I was like nine. I've uh-huh. been like five, <laughs> seven since I was like nine, you know? So, um, yeah. And then, and then we avoided each other and then somehow we became friends in middle school. We like buried the hatchet and became friends and now Aww. we're friends still. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you make white friends. You try and steal their pets. <laughs> I'm um, writing this down. From cats to dogs to horses, just <laughs> whatever they well, have. We, yeah. Okay. So. Other new fact about white people is they have menageries <laughs> just like lying around. It could just be focused on one animal, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in general, it sounds like they have like a coterie. Coterie. <laughs> just like hanging out with them, like Sleeping Beauty, they just call them to them. Okay, anyway, so um, uh, April was Did talking about- Did you have two questions? No, this, this is the one. <laughs> this is a follow-up question from like when you were talking about like you wish you had soft skills. Like, is there anything that you wished- you were learning. Oh, we didn't even address your question about uh, what do you think we should be teaching? Like if social you know, skills, like our kids, like if <laughs> say, what's the ideal curriculum outside of school for, you know, I agree. Soccer. I mean, it's gotta be <laughs> yeah, like soccer. It's totally soccer. Soccer is it. I have personally no interest in soccer at all. Yeah, but, but I bet I bet like Ken would be into that too because he'd be like, yeah, like it's probably something that he tried but wasn't good at. Why, <laughs> like, why, why not like kendo or karate? He he actually we were talking about this yesterday what we were gonna make our kids do <laughs> and he wants like martial arts. Yeah, but he said he said like I don't care what it is. I'm just going to make them do it for a year and they Mm. can't quit and they can't skip anything. They have to finish it for the entire year. Mm. Um, I would like, I mean, you know, when you're, you're thinking about all these things, like you imagine so many things and in reality, it's hard to spend that much money on, on that kind of stuff. But I would like a sport. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like a musical instrument. Would not. Yeah, both. Yeah, I agree. Sport and musical instrument. I mean, like, plus if it's part of band, because I always think that band has, like, a really good social. It does, You know? Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's, um, what's that? And then, like, orchestra, it's, like, cutthroat, you know? Really? (laughs) I think that's, I think, of orchestra band. band. It was, too. I I didn't want to say this, but... Anna Marie Abrams and I were flute rivals. <laughs> really? Food food rivals? Flute. Flute. <laughs> flute. Oh. Anna Marie is a really tall one, right? Mm-hmm. She's tall. She's, she went to uh, first half. Yeah. Oh, did she? Yeah, she's For my at least good a friend. Year. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. Like, I totally remember her. Yeah. She got married like last year. Or was that a oh, wedding? That's so yeah. Cool. At the racetrack. <laughs> Bank, beautiful banquet <gasps> at the Santa Wait. Anita. Is she one of the ones who has someone associated with the racetrack? Yes. yes there you yeah, go. Yeah. All right. I get it now. I get it. It's all coming together. It's all the yeah, pieces. But Kaiser so sick. <laughs> you see, like, oh, oh, there's nothing behind me. Crap. Well, well, there's something to be, yeah, be said about, like, that commitment. Like, my brother... Um, when he, like he had been playing sports for a very long time, but didn't find like anything like focused until he went to football. Mm-hmm. And before that he had kind of just been goofing around, but because of the, the coaches like lo- strong leadership, like they were super loyal to that guy. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he was all about discipline and hard work and like, you know, 
doing things as a team. And he was able to like train himself like hard enough to like, you know, be first string and also to like, you know, I don't know what that award is called, but he was able to lift a certain amount of weights by a certain time, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know, strongman award. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, you know, (laughs) whatever it was, but there was something about that team sport. So like, it doesn't have to be soccer, but I remember you playing tennis and if like you do doubles and you have to like work with someone else, you know, it's, it's, it's the idea. Well, when I was in middle school, I did like drill team and flag team and Mm. small team, which is kind of like dance team i think that that was the beginning really of like team i did did team stuff before that but i think that was like a big thing because it was like 40 girls you know yeah like that was super fun i think with with me it's like if i have a daughter i want her to do boxing like i Uh want her to do all the tough Mm, stuff uh and then if i have a Son, I want him to do ballerina. Like ballet. <laughs> my mom made my brother do ballet with oh, me. Yeah. By the pottery, <laughs> pottery classes? I guess like poetry. Oh, <laughs> you know, just yeah. the, they get a little Rise mix of, of each other. You know, they get yeah. the men become a little more. Make him take some fem, some Feminist. women's studies class. Yeah. Women's lit. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take that. So why are you here today? <laughs> I'm here because my mom has made me enroll <laughs> in this class. Yes. And I don't have a weird relationship with women as a result. <laughs> <laughs> it's t- Totally cool, guys. Yes. No, yes. I mean, that's real. That I like that, you know, we can be like a lot more thoughtful about those things and just kind of like, you know, it's, I mean, not that you were like trying to like project for your children or anything, but you know, it's like, no, no, you know, those things that I don't want to say that you missed out on, but like, you know, you I mean, I'm sure there different. are like a billion parents out there who are like laughing really hard. Like, yeah. ha, 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 you think you have so much control yeah. <laughs> for what happens in your child's life. Well, what's hard too is like wanting your child to speak uh, your native, uh, like a different language uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. I think oh. like that's another thing. Like people, I've I, you know, I've met who are parents, and they, you know, they their parents speak Japanese, for example, or whatever language, and they're like, we're gonna make sure that our kids speak this language natively, and they just can't. They just re- deal with the reality, and they're just like don't have the time to teach mm-hmm. them. So it's like, what do you do in that situation? And my, you know, what I'm gonna do is like definitely ship them off <laughs> you know i was like not Johnny's. expecting that i was like go on oh yeah. <laughs> well i don't know I, you i could be judged for this but i also wish i'd had that where it's mm. like you could have spent summers you know in a foreign country, foreign country. Grow, growing yeah. up and then like had that stronger connection a global so, global view of things yeah and also you know you you want your your me time, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I shouldn't have kids. <laughs> oh my gosh! So random story about like you know being babysat by another culture. This is maybe another reason why I'm very JA. Is this gonna be like a? It's kind of revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, so not everybody might know, but like like I like have sponge picked up all this like japanese american culture like oh, okay i mean we- do you mean like literally babysat by another culture like a white person used to be your babysitter no oh, okay whoa that's why i was like are you, you gonna mean tell like us about some childhood trauma there was a time when that happened but it was that was like not as like formative but okay, like but you were like two or three summers figurative. yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like we went to a summer camp that was called Gen Kenpo, which is the Japanese version of um, rock, paper, scissors. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, like they had us go through the Japanese tea ceremony and learn that. And like it was very like. Was it like a sleepaway camp? 
No, it was kind of like you drop your it was like kid a day off. camp. Yeah, it was a day camp. Uh-huh. You drop them off, and you do like crafts, and you do all this. I'm sure it was very expensive. Because um, now I know how much those camps cost. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, but you know, like, like I'm just I'm just saying, like, if you know, John's ever like, why does she know so much about? <laughs> that's where it began yeah that's where it began <laughs> you know, it's like, where you, was this where was it I, did, I can't even think of where it was like i just remember there was a complex there was a year where i got pneumonia it sounds like they, a kidnapping story <laughs> i just have to tell you there was a I'm, complex <laughs> we all wear the same shirt a white man and the same haircut <laughs> they were like come here we have a bowl I know. no um <laughs> No, like I think it's because like you know my cousins are like half Japanese and half Chinese, so like they knew about all these camps. So then my mom was like, "Yeah, you just what cousins with your are cousins. these? Tracy and Kim." Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Tracy was. They're half they're Japanese. chap, chap, like chap. Atsuko. Atsuko. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it was just it was just like one of those. Oh, but my story. Just to, just to finish the kidnapping story. No, <laughs> I had and then I was kidnapped. Yeah. And I don't remember a lot, a whole lot after that. <laughs> just being remember being returned, maybe being exchanged. No, um, I had pneumonia one year, and it was such a bummer because they all went to Discovery Zone without me. Does anybody remember Discovery Zone? I remember the commercials. I never went. I'm going DZ with Discovery Zone. Oh God! Yep. What's that? Yeah. It was like Chuck E. Cheese, but yeah. it was like educational. Oh, yeah. So. No fights breaking out at the Discovery Zone. <laughs> yeah. <with> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a pretty. It's like the Exploratorium, but more like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you could put the Exploratorium and Chuck E. Cheese together. I guess there were no creepy animals. You could say that, and no pizza. Wait, it's not like Chuck E. Cheese at all. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I, f- I love the musical instrument idea. I, I, so I apologize now to Ms. Ragusa because <laughs> I hated her so much. I remember Ms. Ragusa. Ms. Wait, were you at Foothills? I went to Foothill with, for eighth grade music and you know what? I put down like every instrument and they didn't like, cause you had a choice when you started, like you could pick, uh, what instrument you had and what you would learn in class. And they made me, well, I put down flute and they're like, there's too many people wanting to be flautists. And then violin, like there's too many people wanting to be violinists. And then I, I don't remember the third, but it was just like, I, it was just another one of those popular instruments too. Oh, like clarinet or something? Clarinet or, yeah, I think it was clarinet. And then she gave me the tenor saxophone, not even the alto saxophone, the tenor saxophone, because I was one of the tallest people. (laughs) And I know. Discrimination. I know. What's that? What's that about? You, you can barely march with a tenor sax. I know, I know. and it, but it was like brand new. I guess they were trying to compensate, so they got me a brand new tenor mm, sax. Yeah. But I, I can I curse? I was about to curse. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna just like I like fucked that shit up like, <laughs> that first year. I like dented. I'm sorry. They were like, you're not returning to band. <laughs> they know it's just like you know. They had such high I, hopes. I'm gonna get this bill. Remember <laughs> that. Tenor sax. <laughs> I was like, I got my revenge. <laughs> Give like, me the tenor sax. Yeah, I'll show you. That was your version of like cracking a windshield. Let's <laughs> let's be that, real. That, that's real. Like, not real. But I think I think the idea of band and like learning that stuff and like the discipline of practice. And I still, I mean, I don't think I'd ever like go back and play flute. Like I'm not that attached to it. But she actually went in for like 
that whole year also taught us like different kinds of classical music. And that's something that will stay with me. Oh, I think yeah. they made us watch that Amadeus or something. Like, that, was a, that was a great movie. <laughs> I remember that really stuck that, with me. That would probably give you nightmares in middle oh, school though, right? Yeah. It's so funny, like the movies they like show you like in high school, like they're like tangentially related, you know? Yeah, but Selena. Everyone seems so exactly <laughs> I was about to say. Everyone watched Selena. <laughs> Everybody watched Selena. We watched um, the Matrix once. Oh yeah, in I remember watching that too. Mm-hmm. I'd always find the like curse words like liar, liar. He says like you know, mierd, mierde. In, yeah. in French, it's mierd, huh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Remember how I used to think you were French? Oh, you thought yeah. because my name's Josephine. No, Josephine. Josephine. Yeah. <laughs> our 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 documentary teacher would call her josephine because she was like that's a really french name Mm -hmm. and so i thought oh maybe josephine's actually french but she's she's not (laughs) our documentary professor is awesome french is actually yeah french is actually the one language that i like refuse to kind of study or care for because (laughs) everybody wants to learn french and then they think they're so better than you it's true (laughs) and then but the the bad part is like i just sound like some big hick whenever i'm reading like some (laughs) wine list you know you're just like is you a peanut? <laughs> it's just pretty bad. I knew what you were saying. You knew what I was because saying. I'm a hick. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, you know, I think that usually I have a pretty good like ability to pr- pronounce things, but like one time I went to the store and I was like, I asked for the rock for it. <laughs> I'm like, where's the rock? And this was like age 25 or something like that. <laughs> I'm not like a blue cheese person, okay? So I hate blue cheese. I do. I do too. Blue cheese can suck. It was like Rockford. Okay. I did. I know this is going to sound random, but I did want to mention the movie Better Luck Tomorrow Mm. um, because I felt like we were talking about secondary the afterlife Wait, is it like oh. the real teenage life of, of asian americans <laughs> was that what it was watch killing each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the secret life of teenage uh, asian americans studying after school right? <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i remember yeah but that movie it just brings up so much about what because i it came out i think when i was a senior in high school and it was just like people loved it like everybody went to the theaters for it Mm. and it's a small film and justin lynn went to ucla too they had Um, a premiere on campus because i was a second year at ucla oh and so they had a like a thing and then like all the actors were there oh my gosh i was so close to john cho wow yeah (laughs) i really amazing what's that other kid doing the main character yeah i don't know he's in like you're like dell commercials or something what but you're all knowing like all the actors names i'm just like i only know cho and and sung sung king (laughs) you want to say sung king isn't everything that's like the name that you always write uh because of the fast and furious (laughs) series is it real is he really the same person i can't really remember um that yeah, it's definitely more. that guy. Like, are you sure? He's a guy who's always eating something in the Fast and Furious. I movies. know, but he is the guy that's in. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the not up. as talkative one. He's like, um, he's kind of the muscle. I remember he's the quiet guy because I always I was beaten to the quiet guys. 
anyway so um but i bring that movie up because it's like all about the resentment and the mm-hmm. you know of having these after school careers of studying more and what it can lead to and i think that's why it struck such a chord taking drugs to does. like stay up and study longer yeah, yeah. so the the dark side of that stuff yeah actually i mean it's based on a real story that happened in i think it was it might have been arcadia but it was during my like when asian gangs were more prominent too um back when like my sister went to school so like maybe like mid to late 90s when like you know like watching and oriental boys were like more like prominent and like arcadia police were like on high alert for all these like you know asian gangs that were like rumbling in the streets i had no knowledge of this by the way and you are correct sung king was in better luck tomorrow wait so there were a bunch of han yes i think it's his name in yeah in um he, Fast and he, Furious as well. They actually just made that character into his. Like, yeah. It's like Better Luck <laughs> Tomorrow was like graduated. a prequel. <laughs> he was, he, he well, actually, it comes around, right? Because, like, you know, Justin Lin directed uh, Tokyo Drift and also Five and Six. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have to have Justin Lin one day. I'm going to meet him. I'm gonna You're right. It. Okay. Then that makes more sense. That connection. Okay. Uh-huh. But um, what was I gonna say about all that? Wait, what were we? What are we even talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Fast and Furious. The resentment of yeah. Oh yeah. Just that it's uh about you know not being the model model minority, not being yeah. put into that box and. Well, it's interesting because um I remember um like around the time like Roger Ebert had passed, there was like this video that was going around where um some guy was like, you know, I don't think you should show movies like this. It was a white guy about, you know, Asians. And he was talking about better luck tomorrow. It was like in a Q and a for Sundance when they had done like broken out. And then Roger Ebert stood up and he's like, I think Asians should be allowed to represent themselves however they want. <laughs> and then everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I want to see that. Yeah. That's you should great. find that clip. It's really cool. And it, it's, it, I mean like it's, it's, I mean, Better Luck Tomorrow was a very specific experience and was, I mean, I didn't necessarily have that experience, but, you know, a, a lot of other kids, like, one is the... the we parents, didn't necessarily kill someone. Yeah, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't kidnap alert. them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, John Cho's the one who gets Cho. kidnapped, right? Yeah. Spo- Spoiler alert, Spoiler. he gets kidnapped and killed. Yeah. And buried buried uh, in the backyard. I saw I saw him um, recently. There was a Black Live list reading of the script Reagan. And they had him read the main part. So he was basically all these actors were cast and it was, oh, wow. like, you know, and, and he uh, read the main part. And I thought that was awesome. Like, I want to see John Cho more. John Cho is leading man. There was actually an article on that recently. It's very interesting that you mentioned that because like, like his, his trajectory through Hollywood has been kind of muddled, you know, because nobody wants to cast him as a leading guy you know it's 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 super unfortunate because he had to make his own movie in order to be cast as a leading guy you know harold and kumar yeah yeah how many years ago was that you know it's like such a bummer and selfie didn't do that well either yeah i mean i think that it just it just wasn't the chemistry the chemistry between Mm. them but i think him and another woman would have been oh I'm blaming it. <laughs> it could have been good. It's also, it's also the American public's fault. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I. I. You know. Um. Just to. I guess bring it back to like after school programs. You know. It's, it's, <laughs> and John Cho. And John Cho. So I'm. So I'm gonna make this connection. Stay with me here. No. I. I, I just. I think it's really interesting because like as the more we talk, I feel like. 
at first when when we were talking about this subject, I felt like this was such a monolithic experience, you know, for you two at least, and less for me. But the more that I think about it, like I was definitely shaped by it. But also you guys were doing like other things that were exposing you to kind of the the different parts of who you would later become, you know, like whether it was sports or a musical instrument or drill team, you know, like I think what's nice is that um yeah, we had really uh, varied experiences growing up and it's not just slotted into that. And, you know, I think some people did have that experience, but at least the people that we're connected with, like, are not. So it, it encourages me that, like, even no matter what we do to our kids or if we don't, you know, we don't have kids, but I, what I will do to my nieces? <laughs> I'm going to. Oh, by the way. So I don't. Oh, oh, sorry. Ending, ending the after school special thing that I was talking about, you know, just like, it's nice to know that, you know, we're not going to completely screw up our kids if we put them through Kumon. Um, but perhaps Vanessa, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put her in Chinese school and then she's going to talk crap about me and not know. I, I assume I'm having a daughter by the way, but like, but like, you know, she's going to be able to talk to her friends in Chinese and I'll have no idea what she's saying. And I'll be like, now we need to switch to Spanish would be even harder for me. But, um, but my niece, like they have her like playing like sports for other little kids and they like, they switch off the sports. And one she was playing soccer that, that particular month and she kept going soccer camp, soccer camp, two years old. I was like, (laughs) <laughs> thank you jesus and she loves soccer camp <laughs> now we're gonna play soccer together that's so cute it's, it was super cute she Aww. was like we we're like we we're going to the farmer's market she was she was like in her stroller she, she she cannot walk by the way she's like so slow she's gonna get there one day she's, she already <laughs> wants to play soccer <laughs> no no, no she, she can she can walk she was just too lazy oh okay she's like i'm tired she had been playing soccer all morning <laughs> okay, okay. soccer kip soccer kip anyways i just want to leave you with that inspiring chant from my niece <laughs> yay nice. soccer camp i know um josephine what are you doing right now and what can we promote for you oh <laughs> to bring it back to, to bring it the to second extracurricular. um well right now i you know besides writing on my own uh i'm, oh, I'm developing <laughs> i know it's nice nice um i'm in a sketch group called red red flag and we prefer is it because you guys are communists i don't understand uh, well it's sort of like sprung from red flags like you that this guy went on <laughs> oh. a date yeah one of my one of my it, it sprung from like a bad <laughs> tinder date and it's like the first bad <laughs> tinder date it that just laugh like red flags well it's sort of like sprung from like red flags <laughs> Oh yeah, it's from Red Flags actually. The expression for some reason that made it click. I don't know why. It did, right? right? It worked for you. You know, it's just like the expression Red Flag. Mm-hmm. So this um, one of our one of my teammates had a Tinder date, and the first sign was that the date wanted it at 7 a.m. at a Starbucks, and I was like, mm. we're all like, oh, that's the first Red Flag. So we decided to go with Red Flag. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Wait, wait, what was it? The red flag was that it was a 10 a.m. at a Starbucks? No, 7. A 7 a.m. Oh, Tinder date. Yeah. Oh. And then it was all just like downhill from oh, there. Yeah. I, I definitely want to hear the rest of that story. Yeah, I think, yeah, I probably have. Yeah, to yeah. Have we had some red, have we experienced any red flags? My own red flag? I mean, like before when I tr- tried internet dating and I tried it when I was like twenty. 
324. I don't know why. I was just like, but pre-Tinder. So, so recent history. Yeah, pre-Tinder. <laughs> no, no, no. So, um, but like I tried it and I remember it was like a photo that looked like it was from the 90s, you know, and it just looked old. Grady and, then it, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and no. then, and then it was just like, somebody was like 10 years 10 15 maybe 15 years a good 15 years older than his picture uh-huh. and it was just like gross <laughs> <laughs> not the way he looked no i mean i'm not trying to like advocate it's just like that he um you know misrepresented himself and that like he, and then you could tell and you could tell and that we he wanted to meet like at like a high school this or a co- it was like a college he was like doing some videography work i was you know, 23 with mind of an 18 year old, maybe, (laughs) but it it was, yeah, he was like at a, like doing some videography work. So we met at like these bleachers, which I just, cause it was, it's getting worse for sure. (laughs) That's horrible. I know we met these bleachers and then it was like, he wanted to make it like, seem like it was on a football field. So it felt like we were trying to recreate some high school experience <laughs> yeah. or something. And I was he just had like, some fantasy churning yeah. in his head. And I was just like trying to say, hi, I, you know, I have no idea why I went on this. <laughs> like, the more you talk back, about I'm it. Just, like, more I'm like, why did I even go there? Like why? So, I, But I'm glad you're alive today I'm, to talk I'm about alive. it. So, <laughs> he didn't like take you behind the fleet. Uh, right. Uh, so there's just many. And then, um, yeah, and then I think another experience was like kept de- like blocking the same person, and then they would always show up like, "Oh, let's talk, let's talk," and then I just gave up on internet dating. Yeah, but I think it's gotten much better these days for people. So I think I'm an advocate for people to try and meet that way, even having been burned two, three right. times. <laughs> and uh, but now I, you know, being married, yeah. it all ends happy. <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> Um, whatever your end goal is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Red flags. Red flags. Oh, yeah, yeah. Red so, flags. So, so, so you're, you're doing the red flags. Uh, you said it's an improv group. No, it's a sketch group. Sketch group. I'm yeah. sorry. When, uh, when, uh, do you guys, are you guys already performing? Are you well, guys... our first show is going to be April 13th. Woo. Yeah. At the West side theater, uh, right off the promenade. So red flag. That. I wonder if that's going to be near when your episode is going to be premiered. Well, I have to do some backtracking. Keep talking. Okay. Figure it out. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, excited about that. And, um, what else? Let's see. Anything, any questions you may have? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start it back to you. What, are, what, are, what else? Um, other than the, the sketch group, are you writing things for that you're excited about? Well, I'm hoping I'm creating like more sketches also to be a uh, film than shot. I want oh, cool. to start up. It was an old sketch group that I had called, had called a uh, bitch got jokes. Uh-huh, right. Um, but I'm thinking of going with get it girl. Uh-huh, right now. Uh-huh. So <laughs> get it girl is going to be a new platform for YouTube on which to show sketches. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a lot so, of fun. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you know, um, right now the sketch kind of, sketch atmosphere has kind of derailed my stand-up so i'm kind of doing that too also yeah, yeah. no that's actually how i even discovered you're doing stand-up because we did that storytelling event together and i was like <gasps> that was awesome josephine i know if you have a chance to go see josephine stand-up go just, just drop whatever you're doing that was really and also good drop whatever you're doing right now josephine and go do some stand-up like just stop Aww. and go right now because <laughs> at, at the end of the event i was like 
I wanted to like say like that was so good and you did such a good job but then all these other people were talking to you so I kind of circled you a couple times <laughs> and then it didn't seem like they were going away anytime soon so I just left but now you get to, now, now you get her all to yourself See, these are to the say, soft skills I lack <laughs> no no you are using your soft skills right now isn't soft skill such a weird thing too it just makes you think like you have little yeah. hands and you're getting tiny <laughs> massages everybody I'm like what are your soft skills well I make a good pasta why, is, like, why do you want to be tiny hands I don't that know, kind like, of freaks me soft out skills. Little ghost yeah. tiny hands like I'm pretty good at cross-stitching. <laughs> yeah, like, what are these things that you can do with your tiny, soft hands that you're skilled at? <laughs> Definitely it? not massages. I feel like people with, like... Oh, yeah, you're right. You need, like, muscles. You I would like things. a soft hand massage. Oh. I hate... People with rough like, hands. Like, your Swedish massages. They're so rough, and well, they... They're they, so painful. They need the soft hands. They need like soft skin, but yeah. the, it, it's always got to be like the oldest lady yeah. at the place who's like <laughs> tiny, but just like you know, she can <laughs> ugh, she can get in there with her elbow. Corded muscles. Yes. Of, I don't like that. Yeah. I really like when I get a massage in my head. Like the what I need really is just someone to pet me for an hour, <laughs> like just gently rub and pet me, and it just and like maybe I'll fall asleep, you know. But just like sing, the sing digging songs, in with the yeah. elbows into your like knots in your back, it's like so painful. I, and I got hit. Like I'm gonna got like slapped on the butt that one time by a, that was by a male or a female. By a, a male, and then I just thought that that's how they ended. Uh huh. Like, but. I ran that by many people, and they said that's not how they end. Tiny soft skills hold me closer. <laughs> oh no, that didn't that didn't work um, at all. We should harmonize. <laughs> Tiny hands, you hold me closer. <laughs> A ton dancer and your tiny hands. Or Tony dancer with tiny hand skills, like tiny soft skills. Wait, what? It's getting worse, isn't it? <laughs> a ton of dancer with ton of hands. Name Tony. That's the dancer's name, Tony. Yeah. No, Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza. He's got ton of hands. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. Yep. You heard it here first. Wait, that's that's the third song on your uh, Kids of CEOs, Kids of CEOs yeah. album. Mm-hmm. That's the ballad, the love ballad. This album. is actually an infomercial. <laughs> we snuck that in there for the your new album. Yeah. Kids of CEOs, they would need tiny hands to be their masseuse, right? Right, yeah. They're tiny Because they're kids. Because they're kids and they're rich, so they got this, you know, yeah. regular massage. And make sure they're soft. Like yes. soft, like baby hands. Yes, yes. yes. Baby, baby skin hands. Yes. So they get real babies because they're kids of CEOs. That's right. That's right. I'm curious about what extracurriculars like you want as an adult. Like forget about the kids. What about your extracurriculars? Oh. Oh. If you could. <laughs> if you could. Oh, it's sleeping. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> Actually, so, uh, <laughs> April and I were talking about this a little bit because I was thinking of uh, joining a rock climbing gym because it's like a different way of like um, <clears throat> just engaging your muscles and it's like an, your whole body gets engaged, including like, you know, your core and you don't even think about it because really what you're doing is problem solving. You're like, how am I going to get to that next one? 
but 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 i love soccer and i wish i could play like indoor or just i don't know go back to soccer somehow like aren't there I, adult teams there aren't are there adult like, teams but i just haven't made the, the effort answer. yeah soccer's pretty much <laughs> always the answer uh i definitely don't want to pick up another instrument <laughs> but i i just i think there's like so many things that i already have to do or should do that it's hard to think about what you want to do does that make yeah, sense you're saying that you're too busy I'm too busy, I'm too busy for, for more soccer in my life. Or hockey? Would you say hockey? I meant hobby. Did I say hockey? I think I I think you said hobby and I heard hockey. Because I <laughs> wanted to hear hockey. I was like, oh, I'd be good at that. <laughs> yes. I'd be awesome at No, I'd be terrible at hockey. I wish like I could have realized my lacrosse dreams. I know. Yeah. You you still could or we could still make a movie about this. I'm just saying. I've always wanted I kinda wanted to make a movie about badminton. Like as a sport, you know, like that. Remember that phase where like Will Ferrell and everybody just made sports oh, movies. Yeah. And I just thought badminton would be a good one. That That's is. one that I was like, because it just be like, oh, you just make it look fast with the camera, sh- you know, the <laughs> cutting is, away. It is fast. And then someone gets hit and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's like it's such like, a tiny yeah, little Yeah, it's thing. like a little feather yeah. thing at the end. <laughs> I thought that would be a good, you Oh know? my gosh. I can actually picture this, but I think it should be a graphic novel. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Then, a young yeah. adult graphic novel about a ragtag badminton team. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Let's do it. It could be like it. an anime. Cause that seems like a Japanese thing. If, yeah. Even if it's yeah. not yeah. anything you could put someone in a short skirt. Is and what, then they could like cause have sex at a certain point. What? What? What is this turning <laughs> into? <laughs> And then what they can meet behind the bleachers. <laughs> no. Um, and then go to the field. Bad badminton red flags. Yes, That's what we're yeah, calling it. Badminton. You put the bad in badminton. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm shutting this down now. <laughs> this is this is OOC out of control. Yes, yes. Um. Well, we can we could OOC OCC CD. <laughs> Oh, 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 C, 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 D. <laughs> Out of control, OCD? Whoa, whoa. Out of control. Catholic. <laughs> what? I just, nope. That, that helicopter signaled the end of the podcast, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Josephine. Josephine, you, you were amazing. <laughs> you, did, you did great. I don't know if you were nervous beforehand, but you had no reason to be. We didn't even have a therapy dog here. No, I know. You have a therapy dog? Well, I have a dog. (laughs) Oh, okay. And he relaxes people. Oh, next time. I love dogs. Oh, yeah. You were asking me if I was allergic, and I'm not. Well, Peanut Spirit is here in our laughter. Every time there's a twinkle in our eye. Yes. Okay. Don't raise your eyebrow at me. (laughs) That was instinctual. Not purposeful. (laughs) Well, um... Keep an eye out for red flags. We'll hopefully get some pr- cross promotion going on. Sorry, instead of instead of winking at April, I ended up turning it against Josephine. <laughs> so I apologize for that. You are a serial winker. It's it's it happens more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> um, and uh, and also get it, girl, right? Get it, girl. Get, get it, girl. It, girl. Um, it's not girl like G R R R L. No, 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 no. Okay, it's G I R L. What if girl? Wait, I have a random like it feels like a random April suggestion, but what about get it squirrel? No. 
Get it, squirrel? No. Come on, this sounds funny. Because my friend, I have a friend who says that a lot, and so... What? Who says, get it, squirrel? No, who, like, says... Says, get it, girl? All my squirrel friends. Oh, okay, I can see how that would be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would just be like, you did it again. Well, I'm kind of debating, it's like, bitch got jokes, get it, girl, or, or bad B films. Bad B films? That's repetitive, though, right? Which, because it's bad. Because it's a B film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want it like that. Yeah, I want it like that. And then, like, right now, it's like all the art for it is, like, from old 50s movies, you know, kind of feeling. But it's still, like, secretly mostly women, you know. There's a movie on Netflix. uh, It was under the B movie section. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, Killer Turkey or something like that. (laughs) And And then on the cover image, it had, like, a little burst that said boobs in the first 10 seconds or something like that <laughs> so like we watched it and there were boobs in the first 10 seconds maybe it should just Whoa, change no it false. to that <laughs> boobs in, in the, the first, first 10, 10 seconds. seconds i'm i'm liking that too <laughs> well you know when when uh when we post this hopefully there will be updates so. <laughs> all right all right thank you again thanks josephine thanks, thanks, thanks vanessa nope nope i don't want your thanks <laughs> <laughs>